This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today, I have Alien. Who is not looking forward to going to work. Yeah, that, that does not sound like fun. You mean work, work, or anything? <laughs> work, work. I still have a job, sadly. Well, at least you're making money, I guess. True that. But also with us is J-Mac. Are you sure I'm with you guys? No, you're dead, remember? Oh shit, that's right, I am dead. But maybe our next guest isn't dead. It's Laser Kid. Not dead yet! I will click, click, pow, 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 pow. Now you're dead. Now I'm dead. It's, it's okay. You're getting there. Why, why shoot him when you can just cough on him? Yeah, it's great. I'll get He's me the on my and the coronavirus in one go. <laughs> anyway. We also have another returning guest who's likely the person murdering everyone, Allison. I'm backed by either popular demand or by contract. I don't know. V-Lord's- it's a little bit of both at this point. We gotta clean up the slate somehow. Yeah, V-Lord's saying I'm killing too many people, so we have to get an extra guy. Unfortunately, it's another guy, so I'm surrounded by sausages again. Yeah, we have a new victim and or assassin for this episode. It's CJ. Hello, everyone. And by God, the work I did to get all up with this podcast is ridiculous. And I have no life. At least it's with Demon Slayer. It could have been worse. Could have been a bad show. But anyways, I'm really glad that we are finally having CJ on the podcast. Um, this is very long overdue, because I know CJ likes Demon Slayer a lot. Well, we also funny, love talking to him. Funny thing and, about it, too, is like, I do like Demon Slayer when I was first reading it, and the anime when I was first watching it was like kind of wowing me. Boy, binging it, not the wild ride I thought it was going to be, but we can do more of that later. <laughs> it's really fun. Understandable. Yeah, it is but kind no, of a slow burn show. It, it yeah. was nice. It was nice to be able to. I saw you guys uh, and listened a little bit to you guys uh, having sketch on, which made me miss sketch, which made me miss Paul, Darrell, and all the faithful guys. It, it it was overdue for me join in with Demon Slayer because a I do I do overall like it, and b I like working with you guys and i want to give you some of my time and effort and you know whatever else i can bring to give you guys you know more fun podcasts whether that be or just even just a damn good so it it was was definitely you can never have too much cj (laughs) spread around i have quite a few ex-girlfriends who would disagree with you on that one but uh we we do what we can you know we're all we're Trying to survive one day at a time. Do you need me to kill some of them for you? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, there's one that I would honestly consider. Hold on, hold on, Allison. You got to wait till your contract is finished. <laughs> but I'm um, old. No, she not. cannot be controlled. Oh, don't I know? Uh, <laughs> but 
Oh, no, it's, it's, it's cool and all. It's just, I'm glad to join because, like, I've been on podcasts with, you know, Allison, V-Lord, Alien. I might have been on one with Laser. I, I, can't I don't think we've actually crossed paths on podcasts. Maybe not. we've known each other quite well. Certainly feels it. I'm excited to be a part of this as well with J-Mac. So this this should be this should be interesting. I'm I'm ready to dive into this world. I have my Hanafuda earrings on. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to get things going. Hopefully Mazen doesn't find me, but it, it should be good. I mean hopefully uh, Muzan finds me. <laughs> oh well. Oh <laughs> well. J Mac, you sound like you want a death wish right there. No, you're thinking of me. I have a sexy death wish, yes. I think it wants more of a death fist, if you know what I mean. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what I feel awesome about being part of this podcast, dude? There was actually a shit ton of news that came out with Demon Slayer, both within the anime and outside of it, which I think is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. The main topic of which is there's going to be a Demon Slayer video game. Finally. Woo! Yeah, so we don't know too much about it so far. It's called uh, uh, Himetsu no Yaiba Hinokami Keputan. Um, and it's going to be developed by CyberConnect2, which did like the Naruto uh, Storm games and uh, a few other different anime games out there. They did Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yes, they did Dragon Ball Z Kakarot recently, which is a really fun game. Also, the so they, they GU games. They did the what? Dot hack GU. Oh, oh yeah, wow! They did. So you're so saying there's so there's saying? a chance that it could be it could be an RPG and not a crappy arena fighter, please. Please, yeah. no more arena I mean, no fighters. With like their reputation alone, it's a good sign that this will probably be a good game, even if it is. In Arena Fighter, but based on the little footage we see of it, it kind of seems like it's going to be an RPG, simply because, like, we see Tanjiro just, like, fighting demons. So, who knows? We'll have to wait and see, but hey, I'm excited. Um, and yeah, the game is slated for 2021, so still quite a ways away, but it's really cool that we're going to have a proper Demon Slayer game that we can play. It's like I I would be excited if I had the time to even play it. I'd be ex- honestly like I barely have any time to play games now, but I might have to make I'd some be, time I'd, just for this. I'd be I'd, excited. I don't have time, but I've been sucked into Animal Crossing, so I'd be excited if it wasn't a fucking PS4 exclusive. Yeah, that's, that's another point. Just yeah, anime games be doing doing. Just put it on PC or Switch. Yep, bring it to Steam, please. It's funny, it's like anime video games are doing, animes are doing with uh, streaming services, exclusivity deals. What's, what's, yeah, but they've what's always... Lord, why, why is Demon Slayer limiting its audience? It needs to be big. It had Ninja tweeting about it. It needs to be big. It's already big. It killed One Piece. <laughs> I mean... It can do whatever it wants now. I mean, video games have always been doing that. It's just now streaming services have caught up and started doing it too. Because yeah, yeah, there's also a mobile like, game, but nobody cares about mobile games. Do you take Except that back? Me, I'll, so I'll probably still play it anyway. You, you take me. that back. Mobile games have been keeping my sanity, man. Girls Frontline, Earth Nights, Azure Lane. 
Fire I Emblem mean, Heroes, same. like. like I wonder what kind. Of, I wonder if the gotcha rates would be unfair in that game. Oh, and I'll probably God. spend some fucking Pro- money probably, on it. No, don't do that. But it probably will. Yeah, I mean the mobile game doesn't look terrible. It's called uh, Demon Slayer Blood Stench Blade Royale. Um, and yeah, it kind of looks like a pretty like average kind of battle royale game. B Lord's gonna get it because he gets everything Demon Slayer. I'm not sure if I will get it. Are I you mean, a true Demon a Slayer free, fan? Like, I mean, I think it's a free mobile game, so maybe I'll download it and try it out. But like, I'm not a big mobile game guy. I've noticed. I uh, am. You to play either Azure Land, Frontline has been an absolute chore. I play. The thing is, I did download Girls Frontline. I just didn't open it. Exactly. <laughs> That's me in so many mobile games. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think of it this way. Like, I love the Fate franchise, but I can't even get through, like, one chapter of Fate Grand Order. It's <laughs> so, like, I've just kind of accepted mobile games aren't for me. Yeah, well, but Fate, Fate Grand, Grand Order, is, like, Order also, is unfair. It's, it, it's, it's almost to, borderline cultish. Yeah, it's it's pay to win. So like, I like don't, playing don't. games. Mm, yeah, those are usually fun. But hey, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm giving V-Lord a hard time because Demon Slayer is his baby, but... I, I do hope that he. I think for even to not be faithful, you should download and play it for like a week and then do a little review. Oh yeah, if it's for writing purposes, he'll definitely do it. Okay. <laughs> you know, but outside of that, probably no, not so much. Now you have to download Girls Frontline and play it for a week and do a review. There we go, PogChamp. We got it. Oh God, we got it. And this is how Feelord finally. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah, this is then, how you get Stockholm Central. And then, and then we'll uh, after that week, then Azure Lane because aliens are right. Azure Lane deserves love too. You know, Tanjiro's Japanese voice actor sure has got some good singing pipes. <laughs> but that—that's enough about gotcha games for now. Um, so we should get into talking about this week's Demon Slayer episode, episode twenty-one of the English dub. And like usual, this is a really, really good episode. Definitely. Um, last last week, we kind of ended off at a very suspenseful point. Rui was starting to remember his memories. And right away with this episode, we flash back to this group of children just playing in the snow. And we see a young human Rui wanting to join in on the fun. But we just see him suddenly fall to the ground coughing. And uh, what a loser just trips. Rui has to grow himself and falls in his yeah who does that yeah he's really off his game today but as we learn Rui is apparently very sickly to the point where like his parents are kind of constantly doting over him and like he can't really go outside or really do anything besides just like stay in bed but one day the ultimate Chad, Muzan, shows up. Yeah, everyone's fucking everything. <laughs> yes. He's going to save him, don't you know? Yes, he's going to save him, which, in effect, with Muzan, basically ruins Rui's entire life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so really, basically, like, gets over his illness by turning into a demon, but at the cost of having to eat humans and stay out of the sunlight, and this does not really gel with his parents at all. And one night, 
Rui's father tries to stab Rui in his sleep. Well, didn't Rui first like yeah. kill someone like like his sister or something like that? Um, yeah, siblings. It's yeah. very implied that he killed his siblings. It is definitely heavily implied that that it was family. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Rui kind of kills someone in his room. And then his parents see it, and they're like, Rui, what have you done? And, like, the dad's just all freaking out, and the mother's crying. And this is kind of the realization that Rui's kind of lost all, like, humanity in his, like... You might say Rui has been ruined? I guess, if you want to go the pun. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, isn't that all what I always do? Yes, yes, it is, Lacer. This is my eternal punishment. Yes, yes, it is. I'm gonna kill you once again. The delivery delivery on that was absolutely perfect. (laughs) You could hear the disgust in her voice. (laughs) But as, like, uh, Rui's father is about to, like, stab him, Rui kind of remembers a story of a man who saved his drowning child... Um, so basically he sacrificed his own life to save his offspring, and this deeply moved Rui, and, like, he views this as a true bond, and because his parents don't feel the same way about him, because they won't sacrifice their lives for his sake, he views them as, like, imposters. But as Rui's father kind of is about to deal the final blow to Rui, he mentions how, like, he's gonna go on to, like, the afterlife with Rui. And it's only after the fact that Rui kind of realized that, oh, they were gonna still sacrifice themselves. They were going to atone for Rui's sins of killing a human with their own lives. Yeah, because they were gonna kill him and then kill themselves. Yeah, uh, because, you know, it wouldn't be right to kill your own son by itself, but, you know, they have to atone and they have to... Him from killing other I think people. What spurred him was remembering something his mother said to him, like "I'm sorry, I couldn't have, I couldn't make you better" or something. Yeah, yeah. His mom, mom says something to the effect of "I'm sorry, I couldn't have given you a healthy, strong body." Yeah, it's like after yeah. Rui, I think, stabs his mother. Um. Oh yeah, no, his mother is bleeding out on the. Yeah, floor it's, it's her last words. Yeah, so like as she's bleeding out, she's mentioning, "Yeah, like I wish I could have given you a strong and healthy body." It's just so depressing. <laughs> like, oh, this, God, this whole thing is just like depression. Yeah, this memory, incarnate. Just, like, this memory just fucking. Ugh. It kind of wrecked you, man. It really does. And ladies like, and gentlemen, yes, it wrecked me. Like, it actually got, like, not very many things make me tear up. I was, like, tearing up at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, the magic of Demon Slayer. We spent the last five weeks making fun of this dude and making domestic abuse jokes, and now here we all are crying. Yup. <laughs> yup. That's Demon Slayer. That's what Demon Slayer does. Like, it makes you hate these characters, and then it's like, oh, flashback. And it's like, oh, now I feel like a jerk. This person actually is. Oh, yeah, they life. have feelings. It makes oh, you yeah. feel. So here, here's what it, it makes you feel the feelings Tanjiro feels. Yeah. yeah. The very feely feel. The kind of feel that feels feely. Yeah. Like he feels this intense hatred for these demons at first. But then when he finally defeats them and he that hatred is gone. 
Yeah, because you just remember, oh yeah, they were human ones. Yeah. And then they had shitty lives. Yeah, it's really just like, when you think about it, Rui basically severed his like bond with his family himself. He's, this entire time, as an even he's been trying to create this family bond when he was the one who threw it away in the first place. But then Muzan's just like, nah, man, you fine, B. Just keep killing people. Yeah, yeah oh, just yeah, no, be that, proud of your, be proud of your power. They came. couldn't understand you for who you were. Yeah, that, and that's why that memory was clouded over, because Muzan came in and ruined the moment for him. Well, Rui also says the more powerful he got, the more and more he forgot about right, his but, own life. But, but yes, he, he wouldn't have become that powerful had Muzan not come along and just totally True, the 100% true. Local Michael Jackson impersonator ruins everything. That's like the that's like the motto of Demon Slayer. Muzan ruins everything. Yeah, like this, this is kinda... a trend that is not going to stop anytime soon. Muzan will show up in these people's past and just ruin their entire lives. Just watching his backstory is the most tragic backstory of them all. Oh gosh, I I'm not ready for that, but I know that's exactly what the show will do. Uh, I'm I'm wondering. What's going to happen with that myself, especially with us getting very close to probably down in the manga. So anyway, Rui's body finally completely dissolves. Well, no, like, it doesn't completely dissolve yet. Like, like Tanjiro sees him crawling towards them, like, reaching out for them. Tanjiro gives him a pat on the back. Yeah, like the good boy he is. Good boy, Tanjiro. Rui's like, wow, this is a soft hand. Warm as sunlight. Yeah, that was the thing that fucking got me. Nah, the thing that got me is what happened after. Uh huh. That's what was, got me too. Yeah, like, when he was when he was fading, and he's just like, "Whoa, I killed so many." Oh yeah, I ain't gonna see mom and dad, and then and dad the just like dad shows up, like, "No, we're going with you. We'll go with you wherever you go because we love you." And like the thing that really got me, especially compared to um how the manga did it, is like. When, um, like, after they showed Rui fading from his demon look to his human look, and then they had, like, the whole fire surrounding them, I was like, oh, man, that was such a good, that was such a good, um, adaptation. Yeah, really, not, adaptation not even just that scene, that scene. it's just the build-up to that scene, too, like, with Rui's, like, decapitated body slowly, like, crawling towards, like, Tanjiro, like, the use of the music and just the motion of the animation just is so perfect there, like, really kind of conveys just this somber feeling you're feeling for Rui in just a way that wasn't there in the manga. Like, you feel sorry for Rui in the manga, but, like, this does so much better as really conveying that, hey, this was a genuine human being at some point, and now he's kind of realizing all the mistakes that he's done. In a lot of ways, he's really a victim of Muzan. Just like everybody else. Yeah. Yep. Which, like, I know some people complain, like, it's kind of a repetitive theme that, oh, everyone in, like, Demon Slayer who's a demon has, like, a tragic backstory or something, but that's kind of the point of the series that, like, these people, like, they, there's a reason why they went down this path. Like, they aren't just naturally born terrible people. Yeah, no. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry that you're, uh, fantasy worldview that people are born evil never change isn't confirmed in this story. 
But yeah, after this, like, entire, like, somber scene with Rui, though, Giyu just walks in and is, like, stepping on Rui's cloak and he's like... Sup? Yeah, sup. Well, why are you feeling sorry for this demon? The demon's trash. Don't, don't worry about that. Oh, yeah, no. Don't, like, don't waste your sympathy on demons, I believe is a specific thing he says. Yeah, that was what he said. Don't waste your sympathy on demons. But, like, Tundra's like, no, like... I'm not, I won't hesitate to kill demons, but he'll never disrespect someone who regrets their misdeeds as a demon. Because at some point in the past, they were humans. Yeah, so please step off of his robe. Yep. And, uh, man, as the audience, you actually feel what saying. Yeah, he was in, Rui was an asshole, but he went through a lot. We just saw what Rui went through. You don't have to disrespect him after you kill him. He's dead. You're not going to hurt anybody anymore. Yeah, you're not a Nosuke. Because you know Inosuke would be talking all that shit, but... He would be. He would. And then... I stand an idiot. Nezuko. Yeah, he sees an adorable little Nezuko. And just immediately starts flashing back when he first met the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then Shinobu shows up, and that's when the fun starts. Yay. She's like, wait, time to kill a demon, and Ningyu's just like, nope. Nope, and she's just like, huh? I'm confused. What are you doing? Gosh, like... This was where, like this was her at her second most unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I love how she was like, Giyu, you said that we can't make friends with demons. And then she's like, this is why no one likes you. <laughs> Everyone in the room is like, what? Just like, what, 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 what? So, even Tanjiro, who's, you know, suffering on the ground, is just like... Uh... <laughs> it makes my favorite sense later, don't worry. And then my favorite thing is that Giyu's whole takeaway was that Wait, nobody, seriously, nobody likes I don't, I, I don't think that I'm disliked. Again, reaction shots from people going, uh... uh, uh. <laughs> the, the whole... Yeah. Giving him the hot voice hot helped, though. In both audios, I think. Don't worry, Gil. Even if nobody in universe likes you, we still love you. Heck yeah, Gil's great. Yeah, I like you. Though I can definitely see why no one likes him. Yeah. We also uh, pan away to uh, some support troops who are uh, putting antidotes into people and saying that it was uh, um, being made. It was made by Lady Koto after just glancing at the situation. And this is amazing, but it's also amazing that Zenitsu is uh, survived the poison by controlling his breathing after killing that demon that created it. And this is our introduction to uh, the Koto. Yeah, they also mentioned that because Zenitsu beat the demon, it slowed down the transformation for everyone. Yeah. So Zenitsu did something useful. Haha, my favorite guy did a good thing! Yay! And the thing that was interesting to me was like, even the little spider people were given the antidote, and that means they're going to recover. Eventually. They probably won't ever be demon slayers anymore, but, you know, they'll, they'll heal. Yeah, yep. they'll be fine. I'm just make more Kakushi out of them. Yeah, more Kakushi. And a lot of therapy. And oh. a, a lot of therapy and some Snickers from Gone's Factory of Snickers. Mm, uh, they I don't need Snickers. Snickers. They, need, they need cuddles. Because, yeah, oh man, they went, from, they went through some shit. How about both? Ooh. I'll just take the now candy. The, now, what's the candy for, like, healing emotional trauma, though? Reese's. Because Snickers, Snickers is for anger. Candy. What's Reese's. Emotional trauma candy? I mean, peanut butter and chocolate is just the food of the gods, so Reese's. Okay, so yeah, get him some Reese's. Can I eat some of them, too? Yeah, get Allison some Reese's, too, because... 
Yeah, we need to get everybody gets the Reese's. Yeah, let, let's all get Reese's. CJ, do you want Reese's? I, I, I will say this, at least. The reason why I haven't really said much is I feel so vastly different from everyone here, so I want to let you guys do your thing before I go and go on my tangent up. But, uh, Yay! But that's all, but that's all. Um... I mean, you can. You're free to interject anytime, man. Yeah, oh, that, that would make this like probably three hours. But <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, 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 will, I am going to patiently wait my turn once uh, the the synapses part is is done. It's just for me. It's very. I don't like to have like the interruption between like you guys or not you guys, but just like if I was like felt the same way about this episode that you guys did, I would be interjecting like here, there kind of thing because it's more natural. But since it's very contradictory to what everyone else is saying it's like oh let me let them do their thing that way i can kind of like go through the bullet point to make it a little i guess crisper cleaner that was at least my thought <laughs> now you're making me curious <laughs> very yeah, yeah. Right, yeah i guess we have we have a treasure at the end of this round Ooh. what's the treasure cj's uh, opinion <laughs> i wouldn't um, call that a that's treasure. an opinion i mean a I'm being silly about it, but yeah. but after uh, Zenitsu gets some praise, like we shift back to Shinobu and Giyu just kind of fighting. Yeah. So yeah, they they're like, okay, yeah, this mountain smells. Everyone's gonna make it. Let's get out of here. So then we go to Shinobu being like, Giyu, get out of the way. Shinobu's just like, I'm sorry, you feel that that, that you didn't. Oh, I'm I I didn't mean to feel that nobody liked you and then it's just more of that madness and eventually basically you tell uh, tantra to gtfo cool yeah it's like hey you're laying on a demon get out of way so i can oh, kill yeah, you like, that's no. right uh like, no. was like, oh hey boy you're you're protecting a demon did you He's know like, that no, you're wrong i mean i mean you're not wrong but like no, this is my sister. It's okay, please. Though, like, I love how cheerfully like Shinobu says all this. She's like, "Hey, you should get away from that demon." Shinobu's just, like super nice about saying like the worst things. Yeah, like especially when she's saying like, "Oh, I'm just gonna kill like Nezuko nice and like gently." Yep. Uh, oh, it's your sister. I'm so sorry, but don't worry. I'll kill her with a gentle toxin. It's like, oh god. It's like she she registered, but didn't fully register what was going on here. Yeah, Shinobu's a little psycho. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tondra's got a GTFO. So Tondra GTFOs. Uh, Shinobu's like, did you just break the core rules? She has, she does this a lot in this episode. She just asks questions that she already knows the answers to. It's, it's an interesting quirk of hers, I guess. But. Tondra keeps running. He's in excruciating pain, but he's pushing himself because, you know, it's Tondra. It's what he does. He he gets really sad. He's like, oh, does he going to have to leave Demon Slayer core? Uh, I guess they wouldn't allow someone like me to be there if I'm hanging with a demon, even if it is my sister. Um, meanwhile, Gyu and Shinobu are fighting, and eventually Shinobu's just like, you know what? Uh, um, who would have thought a Hashiro would defend a demon? But you know what? Peace. I'm out. I don't really need to fight you. I need to go kill the demon. So I'm going to go jump in these trees and hop through the trees to get to her. Bye. Bye. Gyu chases after her, but he's a bit slower than she is. She's jumping through trees. He's running on the ground. And one of the things I found the most odd, she's like, I don't really care if you come, if you stop me, Gyu. I'm like, okay, that's weird. But uh, there's someone else you should be looking out for. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Close to after she says that. 
Yeah, right. Tanjiro's still running. Tanjiro's still running, running, but then he gets knocked down. From behind comes a flying death from above named Kano. Yep. Yep, and then out goes Nezuko from Tanjiro's arms as he uh, knocked Mm -hmm. to the ground. He Tondra's just like, Nesco, wake up and get out of here. Run, run. We got a lot of that going on this and episode, that's too. That's when Nesco had to pee. Yes, that's uh, Nesco's about to have to pee. Yeah, um, now knocks out Tondra with her foot. So Tondra got booted to the head. But then, yes. And breaks his jaw. But yeah, Nesco runs, gets chased yeah, after by Canal, gets shrunk, and then has to the, pee. Yep, the famous baby Nesco scene that, broke, that also broke the internet. Oh yeah, no. Yep. This, this this was meme fuel. I love this entire sequence though, because it's just Canal's trying to slice a Nezuko, but she's just like bopping up and down, like with no care in the world. Nope, 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 nope. Canal's even like, why is she just running and dodging? Why isn't she fighting back? Uh, whatever. I gotta kill this demon anyway. So whatever. But this is weird. You gotta do what you gotta do. I was saying. Then comes this funny and also somewhat. Somewhat cute scene of Gyu just holding Shinobu. Yeah, he's got her in like a submission hold, like WWE style. It's kind of hilarious. Um, and Shinobu's yeah, just she's like, hey, I'm just trying to kill a demon. You know, that's our job. So like, why are you just breaking the rules? And then Gyu's just like, it was two anything. years ago that I, and she's like, you know, you're going to go into a long boring story. I don't, I, you, is this just because you're mad at me? Because I, I said you're not liked. Just doesn't say anything. And then she's like, could you at least she's, say something? <laughs> she's getting ready to attack him. She's got like blades on her feet. She's about to stab him. Then we got a Cusco guy crow coming in to be like, Sal's obviously or not, not Sal, Sal, but like, I've got a message from headquarters. Bring Tanjiro and Nezuko to headquarters. Tanjiro, checkered, how are we? Scar on his head. Nezuko, little girl with the bamboo muzzle, blah, blah, blah. Bring him the fuck on to headquarters. I don't yep. care. Just do it. I love how Kanala's just like, Nezuko, are you Nezuko? And I could just imagine, like, nodding in response. We we don't really see the response, but I can just imagine it. And then Gyu Shinobu, who were just fighting, were just like, hmm, uh, all right. Okay, peace, whatever, we're yeah. good. We're just going like, to walk Shinobu off like was, like, friends. about to knife Gyu's face. Yep, and we're good, we're good now. We're both good with this resolution. You know, we, let's, this works. Yeah, we got all the venting out. We don't have to murder each other anymore. And the... Random Kakushi finds Tanjiro and ties him up to take him. Another finds Inosuke, and this is this is like one of the best scenes. Yeah, Inosuke just looks like a, like a dead doll on that tree. He's like, There's what the like, fuck is that on this tree? He's it's like, a, a demon with like demon slayer pants. What the hell? Oh, that's a pig. It's like, oh, it's a man. Okay, no, it's it's a person. What the fuck is he doing in the tree though? Yeah, Inosuke has some yeah, interesting. What's he uh, doing tied up? I mean. The, the the work of the Chad Gyu, but nobody knows that. All hail the Chad Gyu, our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior Gyu. Um, but in those cases, having interesting introspection where he's like, I couldn't do anything by myself. I didn't kill a single demon. I'm not all that strong after all. Oh. And that just that just hit me, man. It's just like, for Nosuke to say that, that's gotta hurt, man, for him. That's just, oh, man. He's I not mean, always been my favorite character, but I feel for him here. I mean, as someone who kind of grew up, as someone who kind of grew up a perfectionist, I can also relate to the doing a whole bunch of things right, and then the first time you do something wrong, you're just like, "Well, I'm fucking stupid and worthless." Yeah, I feel that too. 
Yeah. And that pretty much was the first time Inosuke really failed. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise he just, like, otherwise he just, like, killed everything and just beat everything the fuck up. And then, yep, we talked about that when that episode aired. So now we get to see Inosuke depressed in the next few episodes. We then go to Zenitsu's bird chirping on him, which and he's all wrapped up in, like, the mummy bandages. It's just like, oh, hey. That's that girl over there. She was a final selection. And these people are, I've heard of them. They're the Kakushi. And apparently the Kakushi are a cleanup crew made up of those whose swordsmanship isn't quite as polished as regular demon slayers. Basically, they get the hard, they get the hard, not as cool job. They're basically the demon slayer secretary. Yeah. I mean, they do have to get them into some dangerous situations. Like they're in the middle of that whole battlefield they're saving everyone they, they were still at risk themselves they, they have a very tough job still because they're they still very much risking their lives on these battlefields yeah they're just not the front line that's- pour one out for the demon slayer janitors heck yeah they're basically what they are they probably don't get paid as much either yeah. then we get uh, daybreak hitting the mountain and uh, a really awesome musical covers as the, as the sunlight hits the mountain. It's just like, this place is demon free. All the bad shit that's just happened, it's over. Life goes on. And Tantra gets prodded awake by a Kakushi. It's like, you're in the presence of the Hashira! And then we see the Hashira. all these awesome people which will be introduced next episode as the credits roll. All the cool people with the amazing designs. But yeah, that wraps oh, up yeah. episode 21. Yep. That's, that's the episode. Really good episode, I'd say. Yeah, I like this one a lot. It's kind of a nice little kind of closure to the arc. It's it's good wrapping up loose ends. Yeah, especially with, like, Rui's backstory. Like, I think that's easily the highlight of the episode. And then, like, kind of all the interactions with, like, Shinobu and Gyu were also really fun. But we've been talking a lot. I kind of want to hear CJ's thoughts on the episode. Yes, let, let's hear from the, the uh, opposite end of the uh, spectrum here. Yeah, I was very mixed, because the humor stuff was, you know, I'm I'm used to shonen humor, and so Shinobu and Gyu's little kind of relationship that they showed was very different. So I found that unique and hilarious. It was really good. Yes, I obviously enjoyed little Nezuko run because Nezuko needs to be protected. You know, she she is a gift. I, I I think she is really, really interesting, and I think we can dive more into that character as the series progresses, which I think is a little more interesting than some might think, since she's usually just quiet and growls or sleeps. Uh, I can relate a lot. But yeah, no, for me, it was the comedy that really at least kept my interest with this. Otherwise, I was extremely bored. I, I really was. Um, I didn't really feel a connection with Rui. Uh, his story was very tragic, absolutely, and when and I really enjoyed what the author of the manga did, where we see a little more, like or not we, it's not we see, but we get a little more empathy with him because of like oh you know he's sickly and his family was trying to kill him, but then like killed themselves too to so like you know be together and not feel like failures. Totally get that. It's just like I see so much of sympathetic villains, and I'm just like, oh, so we're going down this route again with, with villains and like trying to make them kind of be more multidimensional. And I feel like play, uh, stories have been doing that so much that I, I kind of reminisce and miss kind of a Dio style or Akira from like JoJo where they're just plain bad, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I, I tend to agree that that, like, 
I'm not going to knock um, Demon Slayer for doing this. No, no, no. That's. But, I hope. I hope I'm not giving that vibe yeah, no. at all. No, no, no. But, it's fine. I mean, even if you are, it's, it's still fine. <laughs> the yeah. the fact still stands that um, we're jumping on the bandwagon of having everyone be a deep, complex character with a million year long backstory, and like it's become such a trend that you can't just have like the fun evil villain anymore. No. I, I totally agree. I, I mean, think... you could, actually, what's funny, you could have the fun evil villain, but people are afraid to have it. Yeah, I, I do think you need both. Like, I wouldn't want Demon Slayer to just have, like, Muzzin, as an example, even yeah. though I'm sure that we'll get more his story and things like that. I mean, I guess, like, in regards to Muzan, he kind of represents the deal of the story, because, like... Right. He doesn't, as as far as, like, the story has gone, this is not really a spoiler, like, he doesn't really have a tragic backstory. Right. He's just a bad person for the sake of being a bad person. Mm. And I guess for me, I just didn't feel really much attachment or any investment towards Rui to start. I did find it interesting that he was, one, that it was him that was one of the 12, what are those? Uh, Kizuki. Kizuki. Yeah, he was one of the 12 Kizuki, because I actually thought it was the first one they saw, the, uh, the woman, the mother, quote-unquote mother. I thought it was her at first, uh, as I was like catching up with it. But like I just I didn't really seem to care so much about this this uh, this villain group for whatever or this demon group for whatever reason and that's I think more of a me thing but I just didn't seem to really connect enough with it and so the fact that I couldn't really get interested with Rui or at least the family at all is just kind of like it diminished the value of it at least like the emotional hit because like when I you can understand when you see. It. But I mean, yeah, like, if, you if you're not connected it, the, to it, then you're not connected to it. Definitely right. would see without a cause and for it's all. More, it's more like, like that's why I credit the, the author of Demon Slayer for creating such a really, really compelling story, regardless, even though it didn't quite hit me the same way that it hit you guys with it, because I haven't really seen that type of quote unquote self sacrifice. Because even though the family tried to kill Rui, they were doing it so they could A, save himself. And B, they were going to go with him. So they weren't going to just abandon him. I thought that was a really good layer that they could add about a parental love that, again, is a little warped, obviously. I'm not suggesting do that for anyone that's sickly. But um, it, it was one of those it was one of those kind of like writing devices that I was like, okay, that's that's really clever to throw. Yeah, I had completely forgotten that from having read from reading them on yeah. the manga. And when it come up again, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this. And oh, man, this, ow. So I think what what kind of threw me like more of a like eh, kind of this episode, I felt like it was setting up more of what I actually want because I'm very, very interested in the lore of the Demon Slayers themselves. Like we're kind of introduced to Gyo obviously in the first episode and we don't really know how strong he really is, especially since Tandro kind of outwitted him, which you're kind of like, wait, what? Especially considering who he is now that we see and... I really didn't, I mean, we got to know Shinobu, obviously, a little bit more from this episode, especially, like, her dry wit and humor, which I was like, that's awesome. You know, I'm glad that I'm finally able to connect these types of characters, uh, because for me, what I really enjoy, it's kind of like, uh, for, like, Hunter Hunter, I really enjoyed when we learned more about the really amazing hunters, like, like, Jean, like, Kite. And like kind of go through like what it means to be a hunter. I really don't know besides just the hack and slash of demons what it means to be a demon slayer. It seems rather one dimensional. You hunt demons, you kill it. And through while I was binging, the story progression seemed very 
very like linear and very kind of one dimensional where it's like, all right, Tanjiro kills this demon, meets some people, makes friends. Okay, next mission, same thing. And it's just repetitive over and over. So I needed a little bit more. And I think that's what kind of diminished this at least a little bit of it for me because we really didn't get the kind of progression that I would want. And like when you look at uh, other types of shonen stuff, like a One Piece, like a Hunter Hunter, uh, where you kind of go through like, they do similar things, kind of like uh, obviously what Demon Slayer kind of follows as well. But I liked how, at least with those two in particular, how they were able to expand upon their world as the story progressed. Right now, at least with Demon Slayer so far, it's very just like Tanjiro's world. And so when we got to the ending of this episode and you see everyone kind of chilling there and you're going to finally see, hopefully, what they do with, with Tanjiro and Nezuko, I have a feeling they know that she's a demon. I'm very interested, and I think that's where, like, I think I was more disappointed because I'm like, oh, can we get, like, two more minutes to, like, know what's going on with that? So I think it was more about, like, that cliffhanger thing, for me, of what uh, kind of also, I was just like, eh, eh. In my opinion, and here, is giving that extra two minutes would have led to a much worse cliffhanger. Oh, okay, I can accept that then. <laughs> yeah, but... It's but so it was something small. that I said. It's something that I said to um, one of my friends, who's also kind of like eh, on Demon Slayer. But like, um, Demon Slayer is like definitely one of those series that I do love. But at the same time, I can understand if it doesn't if it doesn't hit right with some people, because like, like honestly, I think the arc where I believe that Demon Slayer really really gets good is sadly after this one, and it's not animated yet. It's uh-huh. going to be soon. The Phantom, the, the Demon Train, yeah, yeah, in the movie, but uh, like I thought, you meant the Red Light District arc. I mean, yeah, that, that arc is fantastic, but like, but you know, like the train arc, I, I think it's very, really starts because, mm. like, if you want to think about it a certain way, it's it's almost like, um, and this is probably going to make some people mad with this comparison, but it's kind of like Final Fantasy thirteen in a way, where like the whole wait, I love that game. Or like, is that the one with the hot boys like, in the car? No, You're thinking 15. of fifteen, but um, well, but like we're fi- like with Final Fantasy thirteen, we're like the whole like kind of beginning of the game is just like this really, really, really long prologue before you know you get to like Pulse and it like opens up. It's kind of how Demon Slayer is like it's like the whole, pretty much the whole first season of the anime just kind of sets up. Mostly, yeah, mostly just Tanjiro's world, Tanjiro's story, pretty much before, like, right after, like I said, right after this arc, which is, like, the train arc, that's when it starts to really, it starts to leave all the world building and all, like, the character building behind, and then that's when, that's when things get a lot, a lot deeper, and then you start to learn a lot more about, you know, the the whole, like, the, the inner workings of the world and also the the keys of key and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you're kind of on the money there, Alien. Like, especially after everything that happens in this arc and what's going to fall for the rest of the anime, that is kind of the core, like, world aspects and characters that you're going to stick with for the entire series. And is just kind of building off of that from there. So yeah, I like, personally, I feel like the, the Spider-Mountain arc is kind of the arc that I feel really kind of uh, is the main hooking point of Demon Slayer for most people. But what really drives the story forward is that Demon Train arc. 
Um, and I think with Demon Slayer, like, I am one of those people who's in the minority who was into it from the very beginning, and I was hooked. But for most people, it does take a while, simply because, like, it is so hinged on uh, basically getting you hooked to the actual emotional aspects of these characters and relating to kind of their struggles or sympathizing with those struggles. And if you aren't able to invest in that right away, it's a lot tougher to get into the series itself. But I have actually been into the series because of the action, too. Like, maybe that's more about the studio that's animating it. But like, I mean, the action for it was great. Like watching uh, the fight with Rui and Tanjiro, I thought was fantastic. You know, like I enjoyed watching that. You, know, you have me on that episode and I'm like, this is great. Everything's wonderful. Even though like I don't really care or I didn't care so much about like the villain's backstory or the demon's backstory, I should say. But like uh, I enjoyed when we first discovered Muzzin or at least like the arc kind of following up after he discovered Muzzin. Because I really like that they a, find a demon that's trying to help Tanjiro get other demons to become human again. I thought the fight in that was actually really cool. Um, and it, it showed me a little bit like of that world building. I didn't really understand the curse as much until like it was blatantly shown. Especially like that was so gruesome too. I was like, dang, Demon Slayer hits like that? Let's go, you know? So there have been parts where I'm like, hell yeah, this is fun. Like I said, like at least when it starts from that arc to then when we first meet Inosuke to then the mountain, it was kind of like uh, it felt a little too similar. I, I I wouldn't I would have liked a little bit uh, more of the world building with it, and we got a little bit more with with uh, the, the mountain mm-hmm. because of Shinobu and stuff like that. So like I was very thankful, like the comedy in it too. Like I was honestly, Demon Slayer is some really good comedy moments. Like when Tanjiro first shows up in the big city and he's like freaking out with that face uh when he first meets um oh god uh laser's favorite character i thought like the disgust like, yeah like that was super funny and like it was it was really funny when like uh even like the birds like talking shit to him too and i was just like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know like it was good you know there's it is really good comedic timing like it yeah. points out a joke but it doesn't make it like obvious, oh, you're supposed to laugh at this. It's more like this is a funny face, and you can laugh at it if you want, but you don't have to. I, I, I like funny face. I've always liked fault faces. Like as a fan of Usopp's funny faces over the years, like it just it gets me every time. But I don't know. Like I mean, to be fair, like Hunter Hunter didn't really gr- not Greed Island the uh, Phantom Troop. Like it wasn't until that arc where I was like, yeah, I'm really in. One Piece took it till about Water Seven. You know, in any's law or yeah, any's lobby. So Dang, like that's, that's a real, deep. In. Yeah, that's no, my, really deep. My, to my, start my brother that. was like, "You need to stick once you hit water seven. And I was like, "Okay." So like, man, I only tell people to go to Arlong <laughs> One Piece. If you if you got through Arlong and you're man, I would not have told you kept going. Yeah, no, but it's it's one of the things. So like, because and maybe it's just like the high expectations due to how monumentally popular this franchise has become that I was maybe having my expectations a little too high of like, oh, it's going to just, you know, be slap. It's going to slap every, every single arc. Like that, that's a little unfair, but, uh, but no, it's just, it does. It, as alien said, it felt slow. And like, you know, I, I went through so much in one sitting where it's just like, all right. Oh, yeah. When I was reading yeah. the manga, that entire first volume just did not work for me. It was really <laughs> not until volume two that I really started enjoying it. So I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah. 
And I, I don't want to blame this on the anime necessarily, but I do feel like the manga does go a bit faster in, in this portion of the story, simply because of like how they pace it. I felt that Demon Slayer has been pretty crisp, which I've been very thankful for. Yeah, like they, they go to pretty like decent like two chapter per episode pacing, which is fine, but like Wait, really? I thought it was more. Yeah. Wow. Nice. It's like two to two and a half. Which isn't terrible, but honestly, you could have done it faster, and it would have still worked. Maybe. But no, it's just, like, it, it. that's the thing, like, my brother hasn't watched it yet, and I was like, no, dude, like, and he's like, because he was hearing, like, my initial thoughts when I was explaining to him, he's like, wait, so you don't like it? I was like, what? No. No, like, dude, watch it, like, especially because, like, it's crisp, and, like, the animation's really good, there's some great funny stuff, and, like, Giyu, like, hello? I mean, it takes a little bit to get back to it, but Giyu, come on now. You don't, like, you don't, it didn't. You it didn't have it. a really interesting first chapter when it was in the simul pub run of jump when it was doing jump starts. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that first chapter is still one of my favorite like shonen jump first chapters ever, just because of like it hits this emotional core that just isn't there in a lot of jump series from the offset. Well, I just remembered it because it was like, what was that manga where there was a guy in the snow and he had something on his back and Bueller was like, oh, that was Demon Slayer. And I'm like, oh, then 100-something chapters later and then anime and then, then Viz is like, oh, we know this exists now. Oh, wait, it actually became popular. Time to catch up. <laughs> well, I remember Vila like pushing it to the sun, and I was just like, "I want it! I want to see it!" And like, I've even told Vila, like, "I'm gonna start doing a live tweet read along from chapter one." Like, I read, I want to say the first two volumes, maybe even three. I don't remember, but considering that, I honestly couldn't tell. Like, I went, like I said, when I was binging, I went up to what I remember from watching the sub, and then I just went through the rest to make sure I'm like all cut up, make sure all loose ends are neatly tucked away and things like that so i want to do that but i'm going to do a read-along because like it's not necessarily a oh the manga's better thing it's just i want it's way faster no it's not even that it's just more like i don't know it's probably like, easier to digest maybe but it's just like you know i didn't like my hero until i read the manga you know what i mean like i liked my hero but i didn't quite get that <clears throat> my baby kind of thing until i started reading it and, like, the same for Black Clover, and I'd probably say those two are, like, my favorite things, really, of this recent, you know, anime boom kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I Like, I've always enjoyed the, super, or not supernatural, but, like, the spiritual kind of things that you see in anime. Like, as an example, I love Blue Exorcist. I love Jujutsu Kaisen right now. Uh, hey. it's, 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 like, that kind of theme that, and that, uh, that Demon Slayer, like, falls into that I just absolutely love. I think aesthetically it's the best kind of setting that you can get in any kind of uh, fantasy story that I really, really enjoy. So I like, I'm, I guess maybe I'm forcing a little bit too much of it on me at once. And like, I'm obviously going to go at my own pace of these kind of things, but I'm like, I was teased. I, I think for me, at least with this most recent episode, I felt like I was teased more about that lore that I just crave so much. Cause you're talking to a guy who plays Overwatch. We don't get lore. And so, like, I, I mean, need yeah. that lore so freaking much. Like, uh, it's, you it's you so also bad. watched 13 episodes in a row, so... Yeah. By, by, by the end yeah. of it, you were probably a little... And here's, here's my take, a little bit of my take on it. By the end of that, you were probably a lot more checked out. So a lot of the things that hit deep deeper for us probably didn't hit as deep for you, because you were, mm. you know, 13 episodes into a binge, and just like... 
why did I do this to myself? <laughs> Probably. More like, so, yeah. yeah, like honestly, like honestly, My if you ask is... me, I don't think I don't... that like, like I don't think personally that Demon Slayer is a good anime to binge because I I had to binge a little bit when I like when I took a little bit of time off for for the podcast and like when I had to catch up to get to um to get back in I was you know I was kind of feeling the same it was just like okay 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 Kenan yeah it's not a like that show. and and no. like I think. Like honestly, I think for Demon Slayer, I kind of see the anime as more like a, at least until more of it gets animated, like it's just one of those things where it's just like if you like this, then I would definitely suggest you start reading the manga mm-hmm. because like, like even like with the even though the animation is beautiful and stuff, like it's like the way the story of Demon Slayer is, it's a pretty like like I said, it was it's a pretty slow burn. And like and like I said, like right after, right after where season one ends is where shit really, really starts to get real. So I think it's like you know, it. I just kind of see the anime as kind of like the you know the trial period, with you know something that's somewhat with the with the medium that's somewhat a lot more easily accessible, especially with how um, with how the anime expands certain scenes and stuff, and like adds a little bit more meat to either some of the some of the backstories or like some of the some of the fight scenes but then like after that it's like you know you're kind of used to how demon slayer works and then you know just go go on from like volume seven volume eight you go to the pure stuff <laughs> yeah and that's when you get to the real shit it's well then i would probably say that i picked the best time to binge because at least it's not the good stuff <laughs> yeah uh, uh teasing aside with that but no, I, do, I don't like binging. Like, personally, I like watching one to two episodes at a time. Because you I want and to... Sukaki would get along great. Well, I like to digest everything. And I know that there are things that I miss. You know, it's just the way it works. Uh, when I'm reviewing, like, a thing, and I do watch, like, more than, like, one or two at a time, there I turn everything off. You know, I make sure it is just me and that, and I take breaks in between of when I kind of, like, rest and so yeah, I, I definitely agree that binging wasn't the best part of it. Although, oddly enough, like I said, like 19 and 20, I actually really enjoyed. So like, I guess it's just that one. It's the last one of the binge you just don't like, I guess. every I, I, That must be a rule that I didn't know when it, came, when it comes to anime. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes it is, but sometimes it is a little better to, to leave off on like the, the mega high. So that way you can just like jump around and get 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 all that out of your system and then you can go back to it but i mean yeah i mean everything you said though i mean i i respect it you know i can i can understand it i mean like i said i have a friend who's kind of feeling the same so so like yeah you know you i mean you you brought up a lot of good points you know yeah i i completely agree they have this weird thing where it's like I'm rewatching these scenes in English and i already saw them in japanese and i'm like this isn't really it as hard as it did the first time Mm. That could be another yeah. thing, yeah. Especially if it's your second time, second time experiencing it. And you already got the but, voices you heard the first time in your head, at least for some of the characters. So it doesn't hit as much, except for maybe one or two that sound super good. I know Gyu definitely hit different when I heard it in English. <laughs> definitely yes. in that first, like honestly, too. I remember watching the first episode. Oh my god, it was so wonderfully done for both the acting and everything. Like, oh, it was so good. If it wasn't for Koichi, I would think this is Zach's, Zach Aguilar's like best performance. You know, like he's been absolutely phenomenal. I actually feel like this is better than Koichi, but only by a smidge. 
Ah, well, eh. then we'll, we'll fight on his honor later. <laughs> Speaking of dub voices, though, we actually got a huge cast announcement for the dub. Oh, that's right. I actually forgot. Yeah, but before that, uh, I think it's worth mentioning that in this episode, uh, it was Canal's kind of dub debut. And so Canal was voiced by Brianna Knickerbocker, um, who voices Rem and ReZero. That's good. Yes! Rem and ReZero. For those of you who are currently playing the new Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, she's Narmaya. She's also um, several Fire Emblem characters. I believe uh, Sakura from Fates was one of them. Yeah, she's she's done a lot of really, really good stuff. Yeah, also Elaine from Seven Deadly Sons. Oh, that's right. Mm. She was also in Yuki Yuna. Fucking love yep. that show. Yeah, she was um, Itsuki, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the little sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I gotta watch more stuff in English again because I've been used to the Japanese ones for all these shows. <laughs> Jesus. In terms of flashback characters, Rui's father was voiced by Kyle Bear, who a lot of you would know as Adult Gohan in Dragon Ball Z and Super. Oh. And also uh, the Chad Kamina, who died a virgin, sadly, in Gurren Lagan. Alas, Kamina, he died for our sins. Poor Kamina. And. Honestly, this was a big surprise for me, but Rui's mother being voiced by Bridget Hoffman. I haven't heard her in the dub in, since probably Dorara. Wait, you're kidding. That was her? Yeah, that was her. Oh, wow. Shit. I didn't recognize her either. That's awesome. I guess Aniplex is putting all their union money into this show. Nice okay. work, Bang Zoom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of heard it from a mile away because you can't really mistake his voice, but the the main kakushi that talks the most is voiced by Derry Stephen Prince. I totally noticed that. In fact, I initially... That's a- amazing, but it just... Yeah, no, I noticed that. Yeah. Wasn't he the spider dude from a while yes. back? Yes. Yep. The creepy older spider brother. Oh, he does He does those villain voices justice, too. He really oh, yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, and then we had an ass-ton of additional voices by Alan Lee, Griffin Burns, Jaden Kwan, Kira Buckland... Landon McDonald, Michelle Marie, and Stefan Martello in that episode. But then, earlier this week, we got a big announcement, which you guys will get to hear in the next episode. But um, the Demon Slayer Twitter gave us the entire voice cast of the Hashira, and boy, did they get some heat for this shit. They got sexy man Matt Mercer. Wait, no, no. No, No, sorry, no, not Matt Mercer, sorry. It was, what's his name? Fuck. Yes, Christopher okay. Freeman. <laughs> I was gonna say Matt is pretty sexy. Like I, he, he's a good. I mean, dude. true, it's true. But he's yeah, the I, Korean Overwatch. He he he's got the sexy dude voice going. They they got Christopher Freeman, and I love. They got Christopher Freeman, who I have not oh. heard in a long time, but he's one of my favorites. Oh, yes, Christopher Freeman. Freeman is back in an anime, and not just reprising Kirei. He or voices Gyomei. Yeah, or fucking Naruto. He voices Gyomei Hime Himejima. Yeah, Christopher Freeman, he's done some really good shit. Probably Christmas my favorite Freeman. role of his is still Kion from Haruhi. Kion! Alucard is all goddess. Yes, I, yes, I still Alucard love Dorara. The Dorara. Yes, Shizu. Well, Shizu. I think that's the last place I heard him. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. In terms, in terms of the other Hashira, we have Kyojuro, Rengoku, big crazy fire-haired dude who's voiced by Mark Witten, for those of you who have played Fire Emblem Three Houses, he is Seteth. 
And yes, he is the guy who um, who did that meme voice of um, him and Flame being trapped in the McDonald's play place. He's a great voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, play sexy playboy Tengen Uzui is voiced by the man Ray Chase. If you guys are watching JoJo Part Five, you're hearing him right now in that dub. I love this so much. Yeah, I was about to say. I remember V Lord saying he's really excited about Ray Chase specifically for this role. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect casting choice for real though it really is like i remember like interviewing him at like anime nyc and like one of the questions i asked him was like is there any like big franchise you're really interested in getting a voice in he's like huh demon slayer seems pretty cool and i was like yes and this is like a perfect role for him because like he's done characters like puri puri prisoner like kind of those characters that have that like flamboyant feel to them so uzui Uzui is the king of flamboyant. Okay. Yes, cool. yes, he is. It's great casting. By the way, I, I meant to say this earlier, but I, I never got the chance to. Crispin Freeman, more like Crispy Freeman. Ooh. Oh my. I mean, you're He's not so wrong. Good. He's so Very. good. He's perfection. Well, okay, let's not um, get too crazy. <laughs> yes, the Crispin Freeman Thirst podcast. Heck yeah. Let's make it happen. That's the third podcast of Lord edits. <laughs> oh God! Poor <laughs> Lord, I would die at that point. Moving on, shiny pink and green hair. Also, one of Demon Slayer's best girls, Mitsuri Kanroji, is voiced by Kira Buckland. I'm excited. Also, a perfect that. casting choice. Heck yes. yeah, it is. She reminds me of, uh, or like, considering how she looks, I'm hoping that she's a little more bubbly. If it's like that, it makes me think of her role in Testament Sister New Devil, because she was the succubus there that was also very bubbly and, like, happy. So, like, yes. Mitsuri is very adorable. Yeah. She is. I lo- well, I'm always a sucker for characters that have multicolor hair. Like, yep. I-, I love that effect. It's so cheesy, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Then we have Muichiro Tokito, who was voiced by Griffin Burns. It was pretty pretty good, and if you've seen a lot of anime on Netflix, you might have heard his voice once or twice. He's the yeah, main character of Kakegurui and also uh, Devilman Crybaby. Isn't he the main character mm-hmm. for the fake Grand Order, too? Mm-hmm. I believe he's the the male... Um, like yeah, the I think so. Yeah, I think I think he is. I think so. I mean, I would, I would look it up. I'm but trying I not it. to get my wires crossed with Apocrypha because I know Apocrypha had someone. No, 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 not Apocrypha. No, it wasn't Apocrypha. I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The yeah, I think, I think it was Grand Order. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really liked because MASH. But I also liked it because the whole story was fun. But <laughs> but primarily MASH. Well, I mean. Primarily MASH. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay. MASH is top tier. Um, next, we have Iguro Obanai, who is. Creepy looking snake guy. He's voiced by Eric Scott Kimmer. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's really good too. Oh like no, that. that's Snake Man. Alibaba. And then we have this very, very friendly looking, not crazy at all with the scars on his face and his eyes wide open. Very upstanding guy named Sanami Shinazugawa, who was voiced by K.G. Tang. Yes, Sanami, such a gentleman. The nicest Hashira. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm, I'm sensing and, and sarcasm. Of, <laughs> and of course, they all join Erika Harlow, Kara Shinobu, and 
Johnny Angbash's Giyu. And there we have all of our strongest Demon Slayers now voiced in English. Really, that's like an all-star cast for the Hashira. Uh, honestly, that I'm is really a, that is god like just a straight That's up god to your lineup right the there. This is a Japanese one. Yes, like you have Crispin and Johnny like playing off each other again. Like, come on, oh, I've missed that. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I will say, Shinobu Erica Harlicker. Holy crap! I love that snide, witty, uh, like yes. tone that you can get. So oh, good. So it's it so is. good. I will. I will say, I can't wait to see more of her. I will, she, she, I'm very intrigued with her since she's like, I can't actually cut their heads, but I can poison. And I think she said she's the only one who can do that. So I'm very, very interested to find out more. Because she's small. She can't really cut no. their heart. So I she's mean, just like, I'm just going to stab you. Stab, oh. pokey, pokey, poke. And now you're dead. Goodbye. Her sword's Thank also really weird looking too. Yeah, it's because like she can't carry the full weight of the sword. So like that's why the inside of the sword's like cut out. Okay. It reminds me of a Zonkpakto from Bleach. Yeah, it does have that feel. Uh, Okay. That's such a good cast. Holy shit, man. Yeah, no, these are great choices. Yeah, like, the Demon Slayer dub so far has been just fantastic, but yeah, they they are really treating us here. They're giving us the A-tier stuff. And here I thought, you know, no double would beat Hunter Hunters, but this one, ooh, I I think this one's going to beat it. Yeah, it's at least par. I'd say it's at least par. Right now, but I can go looking, Like looking at the Twitter announcement and just scrolling down all the comments and just seeing Christopher Freeman reply to everyone being so happy. I'm just like, yes. We needed this so much. It kind of makes me wish Kiyome did more in the anime, but uh, hey, in the later seasons... Um, if when and if they happen, we'll have Crispin Freeman as Kiyome. That'll be beautiful. Man, please, you photoable, please give us more seasons of this. Take as much time as you need. That's fine. But like after this movie, please season two, especially season two, because God, we need the Red Light District Arctic anime. So season two wasn't. I thought it was. That would get me all caught up. Of course, by the time that happens, I'll be ahead again. And you'll be able to catch up in like two months. I think by the time season two happens, the whole fucking backlog will be up on the jump vault anyway. So the series Speaking will probably be over. It will definitely be Honestly, over. Honestly, that's time. one of my biggest worries is by the time that hole gets filled in, it's just going to be over. It might be considering what's happening this Sunday in the manga. Uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I won't be able to see the ending live with like, oh, it's over. And be like, no. Speaking of the vault, read Haikyuu, please. It's super good. See, Jake can co-sign because he just watched season three. I don't, I don't read the Haikyuu manga. I watch it. That's it. I mean, Haikyuu is better as an anime, so... Oh, uh, and this is coming from dude, the main you're god. Seeing, like, but Kageyama, all the Kageyama stuff makes sense now. You it, are... It's super sweet and adorable, but the anime elevates the manga to like a whole new level. Which Sports anime almost... tend to be better in animated form, because you can actually see the sports being played. Yeah. Unless you're Hinamaru Sumo, and you have to like cut out 90% of your story. Oh, <laughs> Lord, I will, I will ask you this, because you're the, the Demon Slayer uh, godfather, like you know all. How many episodes in the anime? Is it 24, 25, 26? 26. 20, oh, go, oh, nice, okay. Jeez, I was a little worried that it was like 24, so I was like, I only get three more episodes. No, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm it ends good before it gets good, though. 
Yeah, well, that's what everyone's saying, but I'm going to be reading the manga anyway, so... Yeah. Yes, please read the manga, because... I'm starting from chapter one again. I'm just warning the Toonami audience in advance that it'll start going and then it'll end. So, if I don't read the manga, Alien... Then you're just going to be missing out, and I'm sorry, man. Honestly, like, go read the manga. What if I'm poor? I have the manga, I can help you read it. Yeah... Laser also has a Shonen Jump account, so you can just mooch off that account. Heck yeah, mooch it. No, V-Lord, we need to have a Storytime with Laser Kids segment where he reads us a chapter goodnight. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be careful, has- I might take you up on that. But he has to start from the beginning, so I mean... Once upon a time, there was yeah. a in Tanjiro. But no, you know, like... Everyone died, the end. <laughs> that's, that's how it feels. I, I will say, though, V-Lord, if there's one thing that Demon Slayer does do right, it's the hacking and slashing of the demon. As repetitive as some people will think, even myself at points, the hacking slashing never gets old for me. It also just looks really cool. The fight scene yeah. is so UFO table just animated. makes it amazing. Oh, well, that too, but I I even remember stuff from the manga. In the, like, oh, yeah, uh, no, there's, there's good stuff to start yeah. with. You're yeah, not yeah the action... The action yeah. in Battle Flow and Demon Slayer is actually just very good. Yeah. yeah, even in like the early chapters where the art is admittedly pretty rough, like the actual composition of the action is just really well done. Yeah, so I'm excited, but I will sure. make sure to to keep keep V Lord updated on when how I read or how much I read and things like that because I'll be hopping in on the manga portion of the podcast at some point. I mean, I don't know, because, I mean, the thing's still ending, and then it's also still not in the vault yet. We still have volume discussions, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, it's just more like, I don't mind, like, being a fresh set of eyes for the manga part of it, either. Where it's just like, hey, this is someone who doesn't read as much just because he doesn't have time. Not because he doesn't like to, because he doesn't have time, but he's making time for demons. That should at least tell you. Something. I mean, one way or the other, we're gonna have you on the podcast again. I will make it happen. But also, yes. it's ending. What? They kind of are on the. They kind of are on what seems to be like the big, big fucking big shit. And uh, stuff, stuff kind of happened last week that kind of makes it seem like this might be the end. Like really? in a few weeks already. Dang. Yeah. That's a shame. How long has it been serialized? God, it's been like four years, yeah. What show I thought it would last about? longer. Wow. What, to- what show are we talking about? Demon, Demon Slayer, Slayer, the manga. Oh. Because they kept it's saying it was over. like ending, and I'm like, wait, really? Because, like, I don't know. I just feel like it would have lasted, or it would be going a little bit longer four years. I mean, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Serialization for four years, like, I couldn't go for four minutes. So, by all, like, that's awesome. I'm just, I'm just yeah. surprised. Oh, no. I feel you, like, when people were telling me it was in the final arc a, couple, a while back, I was having very similar feelings. Like, wow, that's fast. I mean, I understand, but that's fast. It's interesting too, because like Demon Slayer is like at the Demon Slayer is like at the peak of its popularity right now too. It's already projected to be breaking the world record um, for like manga sales. Um, I'm just in a really year hoping that Shonen Jump won't be like, "Hey, Sensei, we're making hell a bank off this. Yeah, keep this going, or else." The thing is, like, Jump is less prone to do that nowadays. Like, they can't actually force the author to keep going. But we have Toriko. That dragged on for fucking forever. Yeah, but the thing with Toriko, though, is that it was Shimabukuro wanted to do more with Toriko. Oh, he actually did. 
Oh, I thought they made him. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, you either you either die they to to see yourself become Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I'm just surprised with like four. I honestly thought it would have at least reached around like eight, maybe ten. And that's just, and I mean, that counts back when it like first started because like it took the U.S. and pretty much the whole world to really like realize like the back end of it. Then oh, hey, this thing exists and it's awesome. Right, like that just makes me feel sad for it. But hey, yeah, I mean it's and it's ending on its own terms and really like I think the general trend with a lot of jump series now is for them to be shorter. Like we aren't gonna get like another naruto or bleach level length series like anytime not soon. with that attitude i mean i don't think most authors want to like look at kubo he outright like refuses to do another long-running series that's true and then then you got weekly shonen sunday over there which is like hey oyama can you write more conan and oyama's like hell yeah i'll write hella more conan yeah <laughs> I mean, even with Conan, like, they're having Oyama take, like, a lot of safety measures now. Because doing a long-running series is dangerous. Like, you are risking your health, like, on a constant basis to keep going like that. Yeah. But anyway, like, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that it's already, like, getting that close already. It makes me sick. But it's going out on a good note, and it'll be interesting to see how everything ends. Yeah. I feel that way about Haikyuu. God, so many jump series are ending. Even Neverland's ending. Well, okay, Neverland kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Oh, God, it really did. <laughs> that makes me sad. It's, like, it's, like it's like the same thing with Food Wars, because like, after Central, it just jumped the shark and made me sad. Well, but I think it's even worse than Food Wars is. Like, uh... whoa, 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 whoa. That's a big oof. Ooh, I don't Damn. know about it. Neverland feels no. weird because it feels like it should have ended months ago, but it's still going. Oh, it definitely should have. But uh, I will say, I'm very thankful that you guys took the time to have me on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I am sorry that I disagreed. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. We we need people who aren't always, like, loving I human I thoroughly slayer. enjoyed this podcast, actually. That's what oh, yeah, we have no, a lot more to talk about. That's great. No, I know. I just I felt bad because, like, as soon as everyone no, was like, this was so great, I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't feel bad because, I mean. I'm the villain. I mean, it's now. good. To, it's good to have. It's good to have different perspectives. Oh, you know, I, yeah. so like hundred percent. Because like, oh, I was teasing. Besides last bit. week's, like besides last week's episode with sketches, just been us five since like fucking episode twelve or some shit. Yeah, and I feel like most of us are generally very positive. So yeah, <laughs> but most, yeah, and most of us have. And most of us have already experienced Demon Slayer in some shape or form before watching. I'm still a virgin to Demon Slayer. J Mac is our is our Demon Slayer virgin. J Mac is our test subject with these episodes, basically. Mm. (laughs) Actually, I think that's a great idea to have that. But no, it was just it was really funny because in my head, after like the first few minutes, like, oh no, I'm the foil character. Oh boy, just call Munson as I just walk in here and slash everyone and turn them into demons. Oh. CJ confirmed for moves on. Oh lord, Jesus uh, I, man! That's Greg Chun who does a oh god. Greg Chun's so gonna deep. let you do it for one episode and only oh, one episode. Yes. How deep he gets it too is just mm, mm. oh, it's so good. It's one of the sexiest voices out there. He, Greg Chun oh, yeah. is a very sexy yeah, he, man. He, he's got mm-hmm. it going on, and he knows no, it. But I am, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed the different perspective. I'm glad you guys oh, for sure. enjoyed over 100%. it, 100%. Because that's fun. This is fun. 
I actually enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And like I said, I may not be as hooked as the Lord is with Demon Slayer. However, I'm sticking I, with it. I don't the think show. most people are. <laughs> That's true. I'm sticking with it, <laughs> and I'm going to be reading the manga. So I, I, I guess I can't really say that I'm not really hooked into it, because I am. It's just I want to get to the lore part that I want faster, you know? Yes. Because like, yes. I'm greedy. I'm greedy, and I'm, I'm like Jabba the Hutt. Like, I have this insatiable <laughs> appetite for lore. I need oh, lore. Oh, yeah, you're going to get it. I played Overwatch for fucking over three years, and we don't have Zenyatta lore. Like... See, I want well, more Demon Slayer Lore too. So I ended up going into theory mode. Is, um, your lore is uh, yeah, we call them Lancers Crackpot yeah. theories, no, right? Yep, my Crackpot is no, based on whatever controversy Blizzard is mired in at the time. Emergency gay backstory. Quick, deploy the emergency gay. Oh my god! No, they're not kidding, and it just it. Fresh meets me to not to no end, and yet I have so much Overwatch merchandise because I love it so. Much. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the Pachamaris are adorable. And this is a I... sign that we should get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So, Alien, where can people find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Alien Renegade on YouTube as Alien Renegade videos, and you can find all my music on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, and every other streaming service under Amp Ren. So check me out, support your boy, especially since, you know, the whole world's in quarantine. Support all your music friends, if you have any. And J-Mac, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, doing vaguely political stuff. You can find me on YouTube very soon. I'm actually going to be uploading my first uh, video coming up next week, probably. Um, you can find me on the Toonami Discord. And, yeah, anywhere really under the name J-Mac a freak. As, if I survive... I've been coughing a lot this whole episode. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Alright, so who's who's gonna pull out the needle? Who's gonna give him the injection? It's gonna have to be me, because I'm the one that lives closest. Your mother. Thank you for My your service, Laser K. But Laser, tell people where they can find you. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime, and you can find me on the Toonami Faithful Discord, bouncing around like the crazy person I am, and that uh, people like CJ allow me to be. And Allison, where can people find you? Uh, at Meowth900 on Twitter.com and on Discord. At Meowth900, hashtag 4268. And lastly, CJ, where can people find you? Well, if I'm not working which is almost like every day. I am trying <clears throat> to get back into my social media kind of thing to get talking with people and bitch about whiny fans, which I love doing every time. Oh, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CJ Mafras, uh, spelled weirdly, but all you have to do is search for that and you'll find me. Uh, I do almost my entire life stuff on Toonami Faithful. I'm the editor-in-chief there, so you'll see my reviews, you see my editorials. And I will probably have a hand in every single article that is posted there. So you can see all the work that I do, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, front right or front row or behind the scenes, you know, for our wonderful, talented groups such as Bueller Alien and our guest contributors who are both here as well with Meowth and Laser. So you can find me there. I won't, I, I can't stream anymore because I'm just so busy, but I, I stream Gross Frontline. So. If you, if you ever come or want to see that, it's it's the same as my Twitter handle at CJ Mappers, but I, d- I don't have time to stream. 
I just don't have time. The world's coming to an end. I have to report it. Even if no one's there to see it, we have to report it. Uh, CJ is just a blessing. I'm just, I'm just working too much. <laughs> you, you probably are. CJ overworks himself so that our articles don't look like absolute garbage. That is, that is a hundred percent true. If people could see my earliest drafts and stuff that has gone up, oh my gosh, CJ, you really help. Uh, my work would be like ten times worse without you, CJ. If people could see my profile picture, they'd understand how I actually look. Just take out the hot, uh, the hotness, like you know, the breasts and the 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 beautiful hair, and that's me in a nutshell. Oh, so just the face, like- just the face, just literally the face. That is that is what I look. But luckily for me, at least my editing, CJ's editing has rubbed off on me, so now I am sort of becoming CJ when editing. I am yeah. the only one in this whole chat who has a, like my actual face in the picture. <laughs> I used yeah. to do this, but then Vealer, or not Vealer, then Alien showed me the way of cute girl profile pics from fan art, and I love it yep. ever since. So you can blame him. I want to feel pretty at least once. <laughs> I, I feel pretty every couple of weeks, so you know. Oh, I'm we'll jealous. See. V Lord, V Lord, where can they find you? Where can they find yeah. you? Pe- people don't want to find me. I- I'm a degenerate. But if you are looking for degenerates like myself, you can find me on Twitter at V Lord GTZ. I usually kind of just post about whatever I'm up to. Usually it's kind of just me reading manga at this point, because that's kind of just my life now, aside from work. So yeah, help me. <laughs> <laughs> But aside from Twitter, you can find my manga reviews over on all-comic.com. I have a bunch of those coming out in the near future, so keep an eye out for that. And I also write for Tanami Faithful on TanamiFaithful.com. So like CJ said, um, I post articles and reviews on there when I have time, and they're edited by CJ. So yeah, definitely check out those. Read his No Guns, No Life one. Read it. Read it. No Guns, No Life is amazing. I've only seen the anime, though. Yeah, No no Guns Life, top tier. Vila oh, yeah. did a wonderful write-up of the, at least uh, volume three and four of No Guns, No Life. Oh, I that, thank that you. Definitely oh, of course. <laughs> and that album cover, or that uh, album, that volume cover. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Who, who is that lady? Oh, that's Pepper. She She's psycho. She's yes, totally she is. Psycho. I've been bewitched. <laughs> but as far as the podcast goes, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demonslayer Podcast, and on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at tsunamifaithful.com slash Demonslayer Podcast. And we're streaming on basically everything at this point. Anchor, Not YouTube. Yeah, not YouTube. We're, ne- we're never going to be on YouTube. I'm just going to straight up say it. But aside from YouTube, we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just look us up, subscribe, and enjoy our episodes. And that about does it for this week, so we will see you guys later.